Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. Our Old Testament reading for today is recorded for us in the prophet Isaiah, the 55th chapter, some of which served as part of the beginning of our service today, but there is more. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, hear, that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has glorified you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable His ways! For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Or who has given a gift to Him that He might be repaid? For from Him... And through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. This too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The gospel is actually recorded by uh, St. Matthew. It's the 14th chapter. Now when Jesus heard about the death of John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They said to him, We have only five loaves here and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces left over. And those who ate, were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, good morning to all of you. It's so wonderful to see you all here gathered together here in worship. Our text for us today is focused upon Matthew chapter 14. Here we look at Jesus feeding the 5,000 people. For our Lord decided to show compassion to these people, 
instead of leaving them to fend for themselves. This is our portion, and this is a great reminder for us still today. You may be seated. What comes to mind when you hear the word compassion? Now, you might kind of get this feeling in your gut. No, it's not just being bloated from the food you ate this morning. And it's not this sense of being full, especially after Thanksgiving dinner, if grandma's cooking. Compassion is this overwhelming feeling. The strong sense of relating to another person or an animal that is in need. But it's more than a feeling. Compassion is where you and I look at someone and we see their hurt, their pain, their suffering. And soon it becomes our pain, our hurt, our suffering. See, it becomes more than just that. It becomes a call to action where you will do everything that you're doing, stop, and you will go to help them to alleviate that pain, to undo the suffering of that creature. Now, before you and I hop straight into our text this morning, let's back it up a bit. Chapter 14 opens with the arrest and death of John the Baptist. Herod had just arrested John because John called him out for marrying his brother, his brother's wife. And Herod did not like this. And yet, through a terrible promise, Herod had John's head served on a platter to, to someone. Now, word of his death reached Jesus by the Sea of Galilee, uh, due especially to the disciples of John taking his body and burying him. So our text opens with death. Now, we have this tendency to forget that while Jesus is fully divine, fully God, he is also fully man, both at the same time. We know this to be true because he eats, he drinks, even weeps as John records in his gospel. And you even see that here where Matthew records a particular response from Jesus. He writes, Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place, by himself. But we don't know what was going through his mind. We don't know if tears were rolling down his face as the reality of his cousin's death was setting in. We simply don't know. Matthew does not give us any hint or indication. But even while this is taking place, Matthew keeps writing, explaining that while Jesus and the disciples are making their way across the Sea of Galilee over to near Bethsaida, crowd is forming. People are coming from all the surrounding towns, all wanting to see Jesus, hear his words, and seek him for help. And see, as they arrive on shore, oh, what they thought was going to be empty, a desolate place, a place to gather their thoughts and to process the news that they have just heard, that another servant of God has been killed. But this crowd was there. A crowd of 5,000 people. And that's just counting the men. As Matthew writes, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and had compassion on them and healed their sick. Well, these people, this crowd came from all over looking for help. They left their towns, their villages, making the trek around the shore of the Sea of Galilee just to see him. See, our attention 
It's drawn away from the death of John the Baptist. It's drawn away from Christ and the disciples traveling across the lake. Our attention is brought to this one particular moment. This moment where Jesus sets aside His wants and desires and has compassion for these people that are right in front of Him. Now, you might be wondering, why would this, why would this be spoken for us today? No, I could answer that simply by saying that, well, it was next in our lectionary, so you keep doing what the lectionary says. But that's not quite an excellent answer you want to hear. It could be that I just want to run my mouth to make you guys listen to whatever is coming out of it. Again, not an answer you want to hear from your pastor, especially preaching the Word of God from the pulpit to you this morning. Now, I bring this to your attention today for your benefit. See, the attention's not on us. Matthew doesn't record the interaction of the crowd or their, their reaction to what Christ is doing for them. Especially not as John does in his own account. The attention is on Jesus and what he is doing for them. See, you and I are shown something more amazing and more wonderful than the dance trends on TikTok or the YouTube shorts. Something more moving than the characters of the notebook professing their love to each other. And something more amazing than watching Tom Cruise perform another stunt in his latest installment of Mission Impossible. You're given a glimpse into just how amazing and how awesome our Lord and Savior truly is. See, Jesus didn't have to show compassion. He didn't have to stay with them. He could have gotten back on the boat and pushed out to deeper water and left these people to be. He could ignore their pleas, their cries. But he doesn't. He looked upon them and had compassion. There is a reason why all the evangelists record this event in all their accounts. And see, as we bear witness to what Christ is doing for these people right here on the side of the Sea of Galilee, we see it throughout Scripture as well where our God had served His people time and time again. You see, in the garden where God fashioned clothes for Adam and Eve, even after they rebelled against Him. You see it where God saved Noah and his family from the flood that wiped out all life on earth. You even see it when God raised up judges to serve, guide, and protect the people of Israel during the early days of the promised land. And you see it most especially when God provided manna from heaven. And when that was not enough, quail to satisfy their hunger. And when they started to grumble and moan and groan about not having water to drink for themselves or for their cattle, God provided from a rock. A rock. And these are just about a few of the amazing things that God has done for His people throughout the centuries. See, the compassion of our Lord it doesn't end just there. It doesn't end when he heals the sick. See, he continued to provide for their physical needs as the day decided to turn to evening and people were becoming hungrier and hungrier with each passing hour. You know, one would think that these people would have brought something with them, that they would have taken provisions to provide for themselves for the end of the day as they're going to be out and gone about from their towns and from their villages. But in their haste to see Christ, they forgot. See, as Matthew keeps moving through this passage, it becomes quite clear that there's a difference 
between the disciples and Jesus. As Matthew writes, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, this is a desolate place and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. Now, the disciples were more than quick to send these people home, send them back to the villages to find their own food. It's not that the disciples hated having to serve this crowd. It's not that they didn't want to do it. They were just convinced that there's nothing and no way to be able to provide any food for all of them, least of all, even just a few from what they had on themselves. But Jesus proved them wrong. Listen to the words of Matthew once more. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. All were satisfied. All were taken care of. Not one, not even the disciples went home hungry that evening. Our Lord had compassion on His people, on His creation. He gave them what they needed. He healed their sick and He fed them. Just like the days when Israel spent traveling in the wilderness. See, our Lord came and healed them from ailments through the bronze serpent. He gave them manna and quail. And now, too, does Jesus repeat this very thing here in this text for them? Healing them, feeding them. This is the compassion of our Lord. You see, the compassion of our Lord is more, it's not just this one-time thing. Sure, the feeding of the 5,000 is a great and numerous miracle that was taking place, just like his other ones. Healing the lame, the blind, the mute. Healing a servant of a Roman centurion. Casting out demons. Forgiving the sins of the house of Israel and for the Gentiles as well. His miracles are done out of compassion. His compassion. Where he is undoing the effects of the fall. Restoring the creation to what it once was before it became twisted and corrupted and tainted by sin. And we don't have to look any further than the death and resurrection of our Lord. See, it's because of His death death that our price has been paid. A price that should have been doled out on us. Doled out on all of creation for our sin. But He took it. See, He shed His blood, taking the wrath of God, taking our place, our sin, our shame. He did this for you and for me. It's through His resurrection that you and I now have new life in Him. This is compassion of our Lord. This is His love in action for you and for me. Let us give thanks to God for His great mercy and His great compassion on His creation. And let us never forget what He has done and is still doing for us today. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. 
You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Jew. God's blessings.